Shut up and sit down. Too legit. Too legit to quit. quit. <laughs> I need to quit you. Wow. <laughs> you can't quit me. Oh. That's awesome. I will not allow it. That's awesome. Remember, I have shackles in that next room. <laughs> and we were, I will chain your ass down and we lock you away. We were at Godfather's funeral today and the priest was talking about how they had been married for 54 years and how it must have been... Re- this one, I wanted to laugh so hard when he's like, it was probably hard for him to remain faithful. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But that's that's. I'm sure the widow really loves to hear that, dude. Thanks. <laughs> he's keeping it fresh. It's like, have you looked at her? When she, I mean, she It's aged. true, but you, yeah, did you see him? I mean, he was missing toes. I mean, yeah. I love the man. He's my godfather. Well, but. I mean, he suffered with diabetes for a long time. They're very poor people. So. But very loving, adopted two kids. And other one. Yeah, it is. Okay, just, if you turn it off, then yours will stop working. I just well, wanted to make sure it didn't get turned then. off. Do you want me to switch over to that one so that no. you don't have just a dead mic? No, dead mic's fine. Because okay. if you switch to that one, then we would have that one be a dead mic and dead mic. Walking. I'd rather have you and Jeremy on different levels because uh, you suck at talking into the mic. I did better. And last Jeremy time. yells into it, so I have to turn him down. I'm all the yeller. You yeah. don't. It doesn't feel like <laughs> we're gonna you're take not. you out back and shoot your ass. <laughs> but, but I did better what when a I'm fucked holding up. It. Book. I know. Really, it's I mean, and sorry. the movie. I remember watching that like when I was in second what? or third grade. Wait, I think I, I was it, what? traumatized. Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Oh, I've never read it because I didn't Where the Red Fern Girls. Just shooting people. Jeremiah Johnson. Some say he's still out there. Uh, So this is the New Utah (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We are on episode 34. Uh, We've got some uh, fun stuff to talk about this week. Uh, We'll talk about Sundance. Uh, obviously the inauguration since, uh, when you guys hear this, we will be two weeks, two weeks, two days away from the world exploding, uh, and the U.S. being nuked. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, well, I, I mean, really Putin's got us in his back pocket now, so I guess not a big deal. Um, you know, uh, on a lighter note, we have well, a special There's always guest. China. Yeah. <laughs> true uh yeah david west uh is going to be joining us author uh, he is an author a local author here in utah he writes uh, uh sci-fi and fantasy um, western historical historical um and uh also he does uh <laughs> horror westerns western horror not horror horror well there's probably horrors in them there could be i hope so and he was he uh, was at the halloween fest or halloween halloween expo expo with us Oh, you can't get that. Yeah, it was a festival for Halloween. It was a festival full of Halloween. Um, yeah, so good show lined up. Coming up. Uh, I am your host, <laughs> Chris. Uh, that lovely voice that you keep hearing is Jeremy. Hello. Uh, my wife is <laughs> Bree. <laughs> every time I call, you know, every time I call you my wife, Brian always calls me a liar. Who does? Brian. Mm-hmm. We're not actually married. It. Yeah, that's okay. My cousin, not so subtly. <laughs> so, so so Bree's godfather um died this week well this last weekend and uh we had No, to, he died a week ago Monday. Yeah, whatever. He's dead. He died. So uh <laughs> yesterday and today were the uh Catholic Rosary, uh which 
If you've never been to one, I encourage you to never go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really fucking boring. Basically, it's an hour of people saying, thankfully, this was an abbreviated rosary, so it was only three. Three decades. Three decades of the rosary instead of all five. Um, And decade is exactly what it sounds like. Ten fucking prayers in a row. The exact same prayer. Hail Marys. Ten Hail Marys. Full of grace. Followed by one Our Father. No, there was one girl, and I don't know what her name was. I don't know who she uh, was either. I think she was a St. Anne's parish. Yeah, I, I don't know who she <laughs> The whole congregation is supposed to say the Hail Mary in like unison. the same kind of unison. tone, unison. unison. Like if you've ever been to a Catholic Mass, everyone says stuff together. It's very unified. It's really fucking creepy. Um, <laughs> it is not creepy. It's, mm-hmm. If so, if you have not grown up in it, it is fucking creepy to walk into a church service. It's very soothing. Everyone stands, sits, kneels, stands, says things back, all at the same time, all in unison, all memorized. It's really weird. Um, but the we had to learn to, new stuff a while ago, though. So it is supposed to be kind of like a soothing chant uh, type of thing, and <laughs> this lady. It's Hail Mary, full of grace, blah, blah, blah. And then this lady's like, and then everyone else, like five seconds later, finishes. For 30 Hail Marys. <laughs> and every and other She was prayer. excited. She was just do, you remember, do you remember the band Enigma from the late 90s? It's all of their Catholic chanting in the background. I actually cool. like that. That's cool. So uh, anyway, uh, so we had that, that service, <laughs> priest cousin. Who is? She's actually my. I don't know. She's like my second cousin. I think she's actually my mom's cousin. One of you former Mormons she's might know this. Cousin. Who knows genealogy? I, know. I doubt we have any real Mormons that listen to us on the regular. Um, but you, who? So anyway, she's she's actually the kid's godfather's daughter. And who my god? Their godfather is my great uncle. Yes. So this girl is actually my mom's cousin. Even though your great uncle is like a year older than your mom. A couple. Because uh, your grandma's family had a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, she she drops a not so subtle hint. We she well, Bree's, she's very Mormon. Yeah, and Bree's introducing me, and her husband's name is well, Chris. No, I didn't introduce you. Jer- uh, Larry introduced oh, yeah, that's right, you. Larry. And, said, and he, she, he must have said, "This is your boyfriend, Chris," or something. And she's like, "But it wasn't husband." Well, this is my husband, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she has a daughter that's going to SUU as well, and my and their godfather. Has he was hell bent. He wants them to talk, and neither one of them wants to go <laughs> find the other one to talk. And I would laugh so hard if, like, maybe they were talking to each other. And Did they realize, realize it? it? Well, I, I doubt that because they couldn't be more different. Like yeah. his daughter, his granddaughter is very Mormon, and Cassie is very not atheist. not Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we, there's Jess sitting quietly in the corner. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Oh, I was sorry. making sure. We That's don't right. want you to Everyone forget. else in the room is pointing at her like I forgot about that. <laughs> we want to make sure you didn't forget. You can forget. It's okay. Well, she's like sat way back from her mic. She doesn't really care right now. She's probably going to start singing into it in a minute, but not actually singing. No. Is this not no I Missy Elliott? She, she doesn't like this song. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not her groove. But for those of you guys it's that, okay. that this don't This isn't know, Jess's new groove. Oh, uh, this is Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body. Rock Your Body. Yeah, we're going to. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Spotify is playing a Christmas hit from Run DMC. That's right cool. Now. That's yeah, what they've it. decided was appropriate for this list. Run Maybe DMC. Uh, I totally need to thumb down that one. I do not want a Christmas song. I was listening song. to Three Doors Down on the way in. Christmas? Why? Because they're 
performing for the inauguration? No. It's just what Run DMC? Up. Yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the inauguration in a minute, but uh, let's get to events, local events it's first. Uh, do you have anything, Jess? Sure. We'll talk about Sundance specifically in a bit, probably at the end of the events. Sure. So uh, coming up on Saturday is the... Uh, there's actually a couple of events that are going on after the inauguration. Um, some rallies. The Clean Air Rally uh, is at Saturday at 1 o'clock at the Capitol. Um, there Make is sure a, you drive there in one car by yourself. <laughs> or you could take tracks. Um, or the then green bikes. On no, no, no. Saturday. Drive your excursion by yourself. <laughs> your Have your wife go as well, but she needs to drive her car, which is a, I don't know. Fucking 1968 Chevy without a catalytic converter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. I apologize. You're good. Uh, Saturday in Park City down Main Street, uh, Chelsea Handler is actually going to be oh. leading it as a women's march at 9 a.m. And then our own... Does that, does that coincide with the women's march that's going on in D.C. at the basically same time on Saturday? I don't know. I only know about what's going on here. Because we're talking about Utah. Well... Because Monday is the Utah Women's March so, here. So Friday is the inauguration, and then Saturday is a Women's March, a Women's Rights March in D.C., huh. a huge Women's Rights Maybe. March. I don't know, but I've heard that this one is, like, the place to be. Isn't the mayor going to be there? I thought I read that she was part of it. Salt Lake County know. Mayor or Salt Lake Our City mayor. mayor? At which one? The one on Monday or the one on Saturday? There's two marches this weekend. One is at the Capitol on Monday, I think which the is one. the official Utah's Women March. Or you can go to the one in Park City. I there's think, a one. I think Monday is the, and I can't ever say her name right. J- Biskupski? Yes. Jackie that. Biskupski. Probably because Scoops. Kate Kelly is in uh, is in charge of Scoop, just think of ice cream. Monday's Scoops. rally. Scoops. Well, not Kate in charge. Kelly's She's awesome. a big part of it. So Kate Kelly's awesome. I was glad to get to meet her at the uh, Democratic Party. Yeah, that She's was awesome. cool. I have a picture with her because Jess had a picture. I was like, I want a picture. And Chris was like, well, why don't you just get a picture? I was like, I don't know because I never asked for pictures. Well, she should be joining us in a couple months. <gasps> That's that awesome. That is so cool. For those of you that she don't... She has to pass the bar first. For those of you that don't know who Kate Kelly is... Kate, You're stupid. All right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> all right, then. Moving right along. Um, something else that is going on this weekend, if you're up for a little adventure and madness, is the Penguin 5K and Polar Plunge down uh, at the Utah Lakes. Did you, are you doing that? Are you doing it? I'm not even going to tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw you like send a message or something on Facebook it. or something. She doesn't want to tell it's us. It's at 9 o'clock if you want to race. It's at 9. The plunge is at 10. You can do both. You can do one or the other. She's going to do the plunge. Make I sure you filter that. the algae out before you get in there, though. I could do okay. the race. I think I could Same. do the 5K easily. But is, the, the is the ice on top of Utah Lake, is it covered in green algae? Right now? I haven't been down there, so I don't know. Well, you live like two blocks away. I do. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) uh, I mean, if it ever We should have been checking on her hair, not just Jeremy's. True. That's true. That's true. But as I can see, both of them still have hair, so I think we're good. My long, flowing locks. It's thinning. It's thinning. Well, I can't tell about... That's age. That's not algae. I can't tell today if Jess's locks are flowing, but... What else is going on? I have seen them since, and they have. Sundance. Starts. Sundance. On... Thursday. Yeah, so Sundance Film Festival. Um, 
So this is one of the things that's really cool about Utah. Now, a lot of people will say, well, Sundance Film Festival, it's not really about Utah, but it kind of is. It's held up in Park City, but not really. Now we have the Broadway Theater. A lot of city, a lot of big cities don't have anything like the Broadway. And the Tower. Um, and, and the Tower is, is really kind of where some of that stuff started, where they show a lot of independent films, a lot of foreign films, documentaries. And the Broadway used to be a regular old theater. It wasn't a great theater. And uh, the people that own the Tower bought the Broadway or vice versa. But the Broadway has turned into a... By the Salt Lake Film Society. Yeah. It has turned into a place now where you're able to see a lot of independent and foreign films, documentaries, that sort of thing in Salt Lake. Just regular old things, too. Yeah. Not too many. It's not not tons, but they still play a popular Um, film or two. But it's an older theater. Um, They have, you know, pretty nice. It's a pretty nice theater. They've done some renovation to it. Um, But, you know, it's not your Megaplex. It's not your Cinemark. But they actually show movies that, honestly, you may not ever get a chance to see otherwise. Um, and, and having Sundance here uh, in Utah is, is a big part of why that theater exists the way it does today. Um, it didn't used to. Um, and uh, so what happens during Sundance is, you know, the locals do get a chance to go see some of the movies. Um, it brings a lot of people here, a lot of stars. So one of the things you can do with Sundance uh, is go up to Park City and try to see stars. Good luck. But they're up there. It happens. It happens. If you go to the clubs, if you go to the restaurants, the nice ones uh, that require reservations usually, um, you might see them. Um, and, uh, you know, don't be a dick if you see them. But what are some of the other things, Jess? Sometimes they're dicks, though. Yeah, they are. You can be a dick back. Just don't be a dick first. Well, if they're a dick to you, <laughs> just pull your dick out if you're a man. And no, see don't how do far- that because you'll get, you'll get arrested. Oh, speaking of dicks... Um, <laughs> You guys still oh, taking still sock donations at nope. VW Southtown? Nope. I counted Kay. everything today. Sock donations are done. If you still want to donate porno mags to Jess, so I go ahead and bring, any, so bring them. I'm, she is I'm in desperate need to. of porno mags. You can either take them out to VW Southtown or go see Jess at the Polar Plunge this weekend and give her some porno mags. Um, you or know. drag brunches this weekend. I forgot. Yeah, uh, She might not get the porno mags if you bring them to drag brunch. They might not make them back to you. Well, yeah. it depends. I am. I'm a drag brunch. I'm cooking omelets. I know you're there. No, you're busy. What I'm saying the is, door. they can still hand them over. <laughs> I'm just saying they might not make it she's, to you. She's she's warming up to this They're, idea of getting a porn mags, and nobody's and nobody's delivering. Oh, you guys are dicks. You're all dicks. So what else? What, what else can you do? <laughs> Big um, bag of where where all are the is the crap going to be? You have tickets, don't you, to some of the shows? Yep. So how can people get into the shows? You can't. <laughs> well, That's not true. That's not true, though, right? About, right? No, that, no. So this is what happens. Um, months ago, they released packages, ticket packages. So you can buy like 10 films or whatever. And then a week ago, they released individual tickets to locals only. And by locals only, if, if you show up with a driver's license as New Mexico, they will refund your money and say, sorry, you cannot have these tickets. And then you might be able to get them because you sign up on the app. Um, they Most movies do have a wait list if there are still tickets available. Um, when you're buying tickets and you're going through the calendar, it's, it's a real-time queue update. So you're seeing things sell out as you're picking your shows that you want to go to. Um, yeah, download the app that has the wait list on it. Pick the films you want to. It's like 20, 25 bucks a film. 
Yeah, and it, I mean, it's cool because when you go see a, a Sundance film, they do typically have, you know, the director, sometimes some of the actors. Only if um, it's, usually only if it's a first showing, though. Yeah, the producers, they'll, they'll come out, they'll answer questions, they'll mm-hmm. talk about the film. So that's really cool if, if you get to experience some of that with some of these. Um, I've seen a, I saw a film about um, women in Iran. Uh, documentary that was really good, and they actually had the lady that was kind of the the focal point of the story. Um, so I mean, it's just really kind of cool stuff. Uh, but you can get on a wait list. You can go up there basically and stand in line because right before the show starts, if there are seats that are empty, they will. Well, but, go to the box office, ask questions. There are going to be lines. There's lines everywhere for yeah. tickets. So get a guide. Go through it. Mark what you want to see. That's probably the best way to do it so you're not i mean yes it's nice to like blindly go into a film but yeah you want it to be something you're interested yeah. in or at least slightly interested in and there are stinkers because it is a film festival but there's a lot of really good stuff that gets picked up out of sundance some of my favorite shows of all time started from from sundance captain fantastic yeah that was really good. in dynamite wasn't wasn't the super a sundance film as well that was a really good film uh adventure land i loved and that was a Sundance film. There's been a lot of really, really good films. Yeah, I mean, like the what's the what's the one, the Eagle Huntress? But, yes, that's that out right Sundance now. That's actually out right year, now, and that's up for a bunch of awards. Um, but there's not a Sundance is not the only thing that's going on. Um, Slam Dance Festival is also going on um, at the top of Main Street. They have a I can't remember the name of the hotel, but they have a show like showings and panels and stuff in there that they're showing films as well Mm -hmm. there's also tons of parties so um if you want to see celebrities you're more likely to see them if you go to some of the higher end stuff that goes on well they Um, walk they walk around but but they do walk around a lot i mean unless you really are in tune with that like you wouldn't pick someone out like i would pick someone out because they don't always look exactly like you think that they do? I don't know. Because <laughs> they're not in makeup. They're not <laughs> yeah, in costume. They're not in character. They're just average, everyday Joe-looking people. Um, but, but I'm a pop culture nerd, so I could pick somebody out of a crowd. and Yeah, and I can't <laughs> I can't tell you the actor that plays, uh, I don't know, Harry Potter. I don't know what this guy's yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, Apparently. <laughs> I don't know what his freaking name is. <laughs> that uh, was the wrong one to pick. I even knew yeah, that. that was pretty I don't know. See, that's not me. And honestly, I don't give a and shit if, about And that, if you but. run into them, like, be respectful of what's going on around them. Like, don't yeah. just bombard them. Like, I ran into Kurt Russell, but he was having a conversation with some directors or something. And so, even though I'm standing next to him, like, I don't want to interrupt. But, you know, then... You know, you pass somebody like douchebag Jesse Eisenberg three times and you say, hey, I've passed you three times. So I just thought I should say, hey. And then he gives you the evil eye and then you're like, I'll never watch one of your movies again. (laughs) He plays the same character in all of them anyway. Um, Interestingly enough, Lex Luthor. Yes. I actually like that. I actually liked him in that character. Same exact character (laughs) as he plays in Social Network. He plays a douchebag. Yeah. That's because he is in real life. Yeah. There you go. So... Uh, yeah, but there's lots of stuff. Um, there's you, interactive stuff. I mean, just be part of it. Act like you're supposed to be there and you'll be fine. Yeah, and and just go up to Park City and hang out. Um, it's a good time to hang out up there. Lots of stuff going on. Um, lots of lots of stuff at the bars and the clubs. Go to the, the High Park West. City. 
Yeah, and a lot of the acts don't get finalized until right before their shows, and so they'll have big parties with big-name DJs. But, I mean, they've had Apollo can fold up at there before, and I think they've had Tiesto. He comes in like a lot. Yeah, he didn't used to. Um, now I think he just doesn't have anything better to do. But they have they have big big <laughs> names that show up for some of the parties up there, and uh, just lots to do, lots to do. That's not even watching movies necessarily, but uh, definitely support the festival. It's great that it's here. Um, it does bring. And a if lot you of money don't, here. if you don't make it to any of these films, pay attention. They'll show up on your Redbox. They'll show up on your Amazon. They'll get bought and distributed. You know and. Yeah, it's always really cool to see when when some big major label will pick them up. Well, it's interesting because Birth of a Nation got picked up. That was all of the talk of last year. And um, I don't think it did as well once it got purchased and released as they hoped it (laughs) was. I think it would have been better as an indie film. Sometimes when they pick them up, they don't do a good job marketing them. Uh, And sometimes when they get them, you know, when they get picked up, it takes a couple years before they actually get them out. Um, so that's something to, to keep in mind. Sometimes it is two years before Sundance films make it a little bit more mainstream. Um, but you'll, you'll hear, pay attention. I know Captain Fantastic is already up for awards. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. It's, uh, it gets better and better every year. Do so. you want me to give you a sock count? A what? Yes. BW sock count. I want to know. Yeah. BW sock count. Let's hear it. 408 pairs of men's socks, 152 pairs of women's socks, and 267 pairs of children's socks. And that's, that's what was donated, and you, you guys are matching it, right? Correct. That's awesome. That's really cool. So we're going to do, there's actually two road homes. There's one in Midville and one downtown, and so are we're going to split sock them. cutting? Yes. Are you going to cut the pairs in half? Yes. Like, are you going to mismatch them? <laughs> yes, just like I, I was on the radio the other day with John Smith, and he, he's like, so you're only giving them one sock? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Are you going to uh, donate the porno mags, too? No. Would you have if you would have gotten any? No. <laughs> Homeless people need porn, too. It and depends on what kind no, of porn that's it was. creepy because they don't have anywhere to go do it, anything it, with porno mags. They got There's socks. Trees and bushes. They got they're going to have socks. And and the internet, like they don't all have cell phones. The internet's a little bit harder for them to get. I'm not saying that that they don't no, need it. I mean, they it. could I'm go to the saying, library. I don't want to see it. I work downtown. They could go to the library. No, just go hang out by the computers at the public library no. downtown. <laughs> no, because Weiler's gonna block the Wi-Fi on that. Remember? Yeah, what a dick bag. Bag of dicks. <laughs> all sorts of shapes and sizes too. Uh, I I called someone a dick bag once, and they drew me a picture of a bag of dicks. That's awesome. What were we <laughs> watching like the other day? Dicks hanging out, and one laying on the ground. What was that? What was that comedy romance we were watching where they the guy draws draws a dick on his face? Ten things I oh, hate ten about you. Hate about you. <laughs> he's sitting at the table, and the guy's listening to him. And Sharpie, he's just drawing a dick. No, I think it's mouth. just a Crayola marker. <laughs> they're walking, and he's like, "I have a dick on my face, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, so, any other events, Jess? I don't think so, right? Anything no, but just so you know, that Women's March on Monday starts at 2 o'clock, and it coincides with the first day of the legislative session. Yay! Oh, the legislative session used to be a big deal for me. <sighs> yeah, when you used to work with a lobbying group. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about some, some crazy new talk. Tra- 
crazy Utah crazy Utah shit. This week was it this week? Was it yesterday that the snow plow hit? Last oh. week. Was it, it was last, last week? week? Yeah, because I read about this before. So Spanish Fork Canyon, uh, you can go see video. The The Tribune's got video. Um, pretty much all the news sites here in the Valley have video. So in Spanish Fork, Fork Canyon, there was a plow going up the canyon. He I was believe. plowing up, right? I believe, Yeah, because yes. the dash cam yes, footage that you see up. is going down. So anyway, he's coming up the canyon, and a uh, semi goes to pass him, and his trailer clips him and pushes him basically off the road down a cliff over a 300 300 foot drop bankment so pretty pretty gnarly stuff you gotta you gotta go watch the the video to get the full impact of that because like you say it and i read the headline and i read the thing and i try not to watch stuff at work because it really pisses me off when the internet gets slowed down because our program is web-based but I was like, I've got to see this. And I'm watching it. And as I watch it happen, the, this poor guy, and there's a car next to him. And I think the guy that's recording it is in a semi, if I remember right, because they interviewed him. Um, and then, but there's just a regular sedan. And it, this happens within feet of them. And it, had they just been just a little bit further along in the road, the freaking plow would have careened into them. And all three of them would have gone off the cliff. It was terrifying. So anyway, that is something to to be aware of. Don't don't pl- don't pass the plows. They're doing a service for you. Um, don't get close to them. Stay back. Well, they specifically said in I can't remember if it was in this one or if one was listening to it on the recording or whatever. But they're saying, you know, people get lulled into the fact that it's all nice smooth sailing behind the plow it's all salted and the snow is gone and things are hunky-dory and they think this slow this plow is sure moving slow i'll go around it well it can spit out salt it can spit out more snow and slush on you well and typically there's clear there's still lines between the lanes when you have a plow as well that are full of snow they they even when they're like three deep side by side you still have lines um, that are that are there, and as soon as you hit one of those, you start to hydroplane off, and uh, that you know causes accidents. So, um, little little crazy. Um, the video is just and snow season is probably not over, so don't be a jerk. Oh, it's there's no way it's over. Supposed to have another one hit Thursday. Apparently, Friday. this happens all the time too. If you look into the story more, like this isn't. This isn't a one-off. This just happens to be one where the snowplow like went over the edge. But like they get clipped, they get passed, and cars then slide off. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So, um, but he's okay. He is okay. Um, he suffered amazingly falling down a three hundred foot cliff. Uh, he suffered a couple broken bones, basically nothing. Nothing too insane, which is a testament to, you know, the power of safety equipment, seatbelts and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, just crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Just boggles my mind how a freaking truck driver does that shit. Um, Speaking of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to start with this story, man. Um, so, Tokerville. Um, first, let's go ahead and make fun of the name Tokerville. Toker, look who's token now. <laughs> so Tokerville is a little <laughs> shit ass town in it's Utah, down by St. George. Yeah, down down by St. George in Washington. I think it's in Washington County, isn't it? 
I believe so. It's one of the tiny ones when you're when you're heading down to St. George. It's one of the tiny ones just before you get yeah, there. Yeah, like between Cedar City and St. George. Yes. Um, so anyway, little shit kind of podunk area town. Um, <laughs> and don't laugh. I, I don't. So this weekend, this story hit, and it's made national news. So it was local. CNN's picked it up and run with it. Uh, police found a, was he three? Twelve. 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 Twelve-year-old boy. Um, he weighed just 30 pounds. 30 pounds as a 12-year-old. And uh, that's why I was thinking he was three. Uh, he had been locked in a bathroom with the lights duct taped off. The tub duct taped over. Yeah. Apparently there was a, like a, a, a baby monitor uh, so they could talk to him. And there was a camera, so he they wasn't could allowed to respond. Yeah, so they could see what he was doing. But he was locked in there for over a year. Two years. Two years. They're, I think? they're guessing. They're guessing two years. He was out of school for three years, but they're guessing he was locked in there for two years. The toilet was clogged. The lights were out. He, there were cans of beans and a spoon. Yeah. So uh, the the quote that's just. And I don't think they've put any pictures out in the media, um, you know, pr- to protect him, obviously. So what I don't get juvenile, is, is, like, they're saying that the dad found him. Where was the dad three years ago when he got pulled out of the school? Where yeah. was the dad two years ago when he first was locked in the bathroom? Well, and th- she has two other children. That are not abused. That are going to school, that are... So I I, I wonder if this is a, a story where there's, you know, a dad that had some sort of problem, was gone for a while... Um, well, they're separated, but still for that long. And maybe he has autism or something. They haven't mentioned anything like that. Where Well, I think you get locked in a fucking bathroom by yourself for two years. It's going to be hard to unravel that web of shit that's going exactly. on mentally to find out if there was some other underlying exactly. thing. And even if there was, that's no, no I'm not fucking saying excuse. An ex- I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I mean, why do you, why do you separate out one child to just legitimately just abused so, so horrendously. David Kors, Washington County Sheriff's Lieutenant, said, I've seen the pictures. They're horrific. I've seen other horrible things, but this is one of those things I'll never forget. I wish I could unsee it. That's how horrid. I mean, it's a bathroom. Kids locked in a bathroom for two fucking years. How do you do that as a human? Let alone a mother. Like, are there no other family members wondering where this kid is? Like, well, how, how are the two <laughs> other kids? The other kids to be the, quiet. I mean, I can't yeah. get my daughters to be quiet the about questions anything. questions that, that this whole article brings. When I, she pulled endless. one kid out of school, but not the other two, didn't the school go yeah, where, like, where, where your when, kids when go? When does the state go, hey, why is there this other child that's not in the school? I mean, there are truancy laws. There are requirements that kids go to school until a certain age or a certain grade. I mean, it's mind-boggling how it went for so long and how it, I mean, at least it was discovered. At least it was discovered before this poor kid died. Though, I got to say, maybe death is better than what he's going to be dealing with his entire fucking life now. Because I feel the, like it's even worse that he had siblings that were out and about. Because How would you feel if your parents, like, it's an only child, like, I got treated however I got treated, and no one else got treated any differently, so I got treated however. But if you have brothers and sisters, I mean, and your brothers and sisters are being loved and cared for and sent to school and taken care of, and you're locked in a bathroom? 
Yeah, it's just weird. It's, I don't care how mentally unstable you may have been before you came in. She needs to go to prison for the rest of her life. For a very long time, and her children need to be taken. I mean, they have been taken away, but uh, that that's just... It's... I don't know. I, I just can't even fathom how, as a human, you can do that. Um, they couldn't have had anybody over at their house ever. Like, how do you explain that? Well, it's, you're in Tokerville. Yeah. There's probably not anyone going to that house. So, so other than the home teachers. <laughs> it's, it reminds me of Harry Potter when he's not supposed to be making noises and they're like blaming it on the cat because, you know, Dobby's upstairs, you know, knocking on the doors or whatever. How do you explain that there's like a bathroom that you can't use? Oh, that's just where I put that kid I don't like. So, you know what? Uh, speaking of kids uh, in Utah. Uh, you know, the one religion you don't think a lot about when you talk about Utah is Satanism. <laughs> and the after-school Satan Club. I think about that all the but time. When yeah, Utah is home to now an after-school Satan Club. So, um, where Now, is that, that is not what you think it is, people. Well, I mean, it is, and it is kind of... So, to be clear, it probably is really the Satanic Church of Utah saying, fuck you, everyone. Because we can do this if you're going to allow other uh, religious other clubs. religious clubs, then you have to allow us by. Says by that at the very beginning of the article. What? But it's a big. Said fuck the you. Dis- yeah. Said the decision to spread their message in elementary schools is in direct response to Christian groups who operate after school clubs in public schools. And it also says they don't worship Satan. No, it, Satanists do not worship Satan, and that's one thing that like no one. Again, this is this is where. Go fucking educate yourself, right? Don't just believe what other people tell you. Satanists do not worship Satan, right? Satanists are all about self-fulfillment and self-enlightenment. Like, that's their goal. They're basically a bunch of fucking... Kind of hippies. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I have no idea. Socialists? No, not socialists. (laughs) Damn it, I can't think of it. Anyway, sociopaths. One of the directors says that the club is for children between the ages of 5 and 12 and encourages students to think critically and have a scientific understanding of the world around them. That that's what their goal is. And they they actually accuse one of the Christian um, groups that meet there. Let's see. They're like, it says something about them teaching them hatred where these guys are trying to just teach them you know, how to be closer to nature. We, yeah, we prefer to give children an appreciation of natural wonders surrounding them, not a fear of everlasting yes. otherworldly horror. Uh, and that's what uh, Greaves, who's the guy that's basically been speaking for yeah, the, the Satanic Church about. here. Um, the Christian Good News Club uh, is the one he was talking about that focuses on indoctrinating and instilling children with fear of hell. Uh, which is true. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, and basically what it boils down to is, um, if a school district like Granite School District decides they're going to rent out their space or allow an after-school club for any religion, they have to then do that for every religion that wants to do it. And so the Satanists, who are it's actually an atheist religion, um, they they call them. Uh, that's not what they called themselves, though. I can't remember what the word non 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 theistic. 
Yeah, we are non- non-theistic. Non-theistic. They don't believe in a God. Hmm. It's a lot like an atheist that doesn't believe in a God. <laughs> I'm just telling you what they call themselves. But, but anyway. Bag uh, of dicks. Yep, I am a dick bag. <laughs> uh, so I think this is fantastic. I loved when I read this. I thought it was amazing. Um, I think it is the, this is the perfect kind of civil disobedience and, and middle finger that they should be giving to people. Um, you know, people forget that not everyone is a fucking Christian. Not everyone is a Mormon. Not, not everyone. everyone. Well, they, they, they tend to forget the freedom of religion. Means having the freedom to not choose your religion. Yeah. Or that you don't believe in a higher power or whatever. Yeah. The freedom of religion means, hey, I may not believe in God. Right? And that's just as valid as any other organized religion. Exactly. I remember when I was in high school, I tried to get uh, release time to go to um, Saints Peter and Paul across the street from Granger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But they said no. <laughs> I was like, you guys give release time for people to go over there and go to a freaking, what's it called, a seminary. Yeah, you could have actually gotten an ACLU lawyer to, to probably mm. go after that. I I didn't care enough, but I tried it because there was the, the, the same distance almost, right? I mean, it was across the street. Well, it doesn't even matter about distance. No, I know, but I mean. By like law, this, they have to. But I mean, like legit. That. This was almost as close as the seminary building, was yeah. it not? Mm-hmm. But by law, they have to mm-hmm. allow that. They absolutely, if they allow for one group to have time off during the day to practice their religion, which is exactly what seminary is. I know what it is. Then, I went once. You know. <laughs> when I was in junior high. And I will say for the Catholic school system, I appreciate their theology class. Yes, it's heavy Catholic learning. Christian Catholic. Um, is there any other kind of Catholic? I meant Christian slash Catholic, like Christianity. It's it's very Catholic driven. Um, it's a very Catholic type of, of program. But as they get older, uh, it branches out, and they learn about other religions, and they learn about other belief systems. And you know, the principal of Juan Diego told us once in a in a little kind of closed group meeting. Um, he said, you know. If your kid's not questioning things at this age, then we're not doing our job right. They should he be. He actually said that. He said, I have parents come to me. My kids don't want to go to church or my kids are doing this. And my, he qu- says, my kids question the existence said, of this God. This is the time of their lives when they should be and you should encourage it and you should... Um, let them explore. Yeah, yeah let them explore. The let them, let them that, be yeah. themselves. Let them learn about other things. So um, anyway, I, I think this is fantastic. I'm glad that uh, they did it. Um, yeah, I love it. I have to say something on here that was just reminding me since we were talking about LDS Church too. Is the Satanic Temple also previously created a website where people can opt out of proxy baptisms performed by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? All right, I want to talk about... Uh, I don't know, we got enough time here. Talk about one other thing real quick and then we'll uh, we'll probably be done for the night. So uh, we have a uh, congressman who somehow we have has an managed. How can we be done? We haven't even talked about the inauguration. Yeah, so this is actually I was going to talk about the inauguration here because they kind of play hand in hand a little bit. A little so bit. Jason Chaffetz, I don't know fucking how this happened. 
<laughs> but he has ended up becoming head of the ethics committee. He just looks like a dick. Uh, he. So, I mean, his face if you to listen me to the left show, dick, dick-like. If you listen to the left show, Jeff Bell um, kind of identified it per- perfectly. He, it looks like his eyes are two distended anuses. Ah, <laughs> uh, does. His eye sockets look like two distended anuses. Uh, or prolapsed anuses, I believe he said this this last week. Uh, and I don't know that I disagree. <laughs> anyway, so this douchebag has managed to become head of the ethics committee. Um, He's so ethical. And he is definitely in the limelight right now because he doesn't want to go after Trump. Well, first off, what, like a week ago? Uh, it was last weekend. Um he held a 1 a.m. meeting of the committee, and they tried to basically subvert the independent ethics. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, the independent ethics panel. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's an independent panel made up of a certain number of Republicans, certain number of Democrats, and they go out and do these a lot of these investigations on senators, on congressional members, you know, on the president, you know, anyone in the federal government, those high levels of federal government to make sure that they're actually acting in the public's best interest. Uh, no, no, not even that. Ethically. And ethically is um, an air quoted thing because a lot of the shit that goes down in Washington is very like not ethical, but it Funny. doesn't even, it, it doesn't even fall into the privy of what the ethics committee is really looking for. So this is the same group that has spent the last Oh, I don't know, fucking eight years Forever. going after Hillary Clinton time and time and time again for the Benghazi stuff, for her fucking email server, over and Wasn't over and that over. Wasn't a personal email on his card? When he yeah, he uses, he uses his Washington. Gmail account for yeah. uh, his business cards. I don't think he does cards. anymore, but his, when he first started uh, up, up there, his personal email was on his business cards. But, so this is a guy who went after Hillary for email Everything. stuff. I mean... Every little fucking thing she did. And now Trump is going to be inaugurated in two days. And he's basically saying, yeah, we don't really need to look at the stuff. We don't we really. Shouldn't, we shouldn't really investigate our president. That's really yeah, unethical in fact, to in fact, investigate uh, we should, our president. We should probably, you know, maybe uh, news reporters shouldn't be able to ask those kinds of questions. You know, fuck the First Amendment. And this is in the light of evidence that suggests that the Trump campaign worked with the Russians to subvert the election. Uh, this is in the, the, the glaring look at Trump handing his business to his sons mm-hmm. while he is president. And dude, fucking, he's so dumb. He tried to get one of his sons on his cabinet. Which is illegal as shit. Didn't he try and get his daughter? Do- didn't he try and get Ivanka? Son-in-law. It was a son-in-law. Yeah, I thought he tried to get Ivanka on something too. No. Oh, she's gonna have plenty of shit to fuck up on her own. And I don't want to. I don't want to bash Ivanka. It's not her fault. He's a fucking Cheeto. Um, but <sighs> when you first said that, I thought you said Cheetah. It took, it took me about <laughs> a second. He's like a shitty Chester Cheetah. He's a Cheeto. Um, anyway, yeah, so Jason Chaffetz is a douchebag, and it's just mind-boggling the shit he's trying to do as head of the ethics committee. Um, well, and he's pulled in, um, the guy that's, 
who is it that's trying to go after? It's another, it's another guy. I can't think of what it is. But he's pulled in. Oh, who is it? Fill in my blanks for me. I don't know. But he's pulled in other people now that he's investigating instead of investigating Trump. And Republicans are saying, what are you doing? You got to talk in the mic when you say shit. Shit. Uh, No one's going to hear you. Trump's his boss, though. He'll get fired. That's he can't get fired. That's what's crazy to me. So, like, you know, rather than investigate potential conflicts of interest posed by Donald Trump's businesses, House Oversight Committee Chairman Jason Chaffetz has asked the head of the Office of Government Ethics, yes. who has been vocally critical of Trump, to meet with the committee to discuss the views on presidential the president elect's plan to settle any potential conflicts of interest. That's not what you fucking do. You go after him. Your job is to find out if what he's doing is ethical, to find out if he should be fucking doing what he's doing. Not to talk about, well, maybe there's something, maybe we ought to handle this a different way so so it doesn't look as bad as it already does. I have a question. If it does come out that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia in the elections... What happens? Nothing. Probably nothing. Not for the first couple of years. So basically, look, the more this bad shit that comes out, Trump is already. So this is something I I had read earlier today. Trump has the lowest approval rating of anyone entering the office. Even Obama's is higher than his. Well, no, when Obama went into office, it was like 85 percent. No, Obama's is higher than his right now. When Obama went into office, it was 85 percent. Trump? Moving into office right now, he's like a 40% approval rating. So how did he become president? Because people like are... Fu- the same way the same way Brexit passed in the UK. Because people are fucking stupid and don't truly understand what they're doing half the time. And unfortunately, the system that was created to prevent that from happening, the Electoral College, actually created the problem with Trump. Because if you get enough dumbasses in shitty small states to come out and vote for you, you win a lot of votes in the Electoral College. So when you can get all those fucking auto workers that are in the Rust Belt to come out and vote because their life hasn't gotten better in the last eight years. It hasn't gotten worse, mind you. Yeah, but when you have eight years of your life being shitty because it was shitty before it started and it's still shitty eight years later... You look for any kind of difference. And that was what Trump promised him. So that's how he got elected. And I think people are starting to realize, oh, fuck me. Did we really do this? Is he really, he's putting racists in heads of state positions. It'll be interesting to watch. So I, and, and the the first, this first year is going to be the most telling. Like the Republicans in Congress are already, I mean, they pulled out all kinds of precision, provisions out of the Affordable Care Act already, meeting at 1 a.m. to fucking do it. So no one really knew it, but everyone actually knew it because the news organizations all ran with it. That should, it should be illegal to do business outside of hours like that. Like, I, I don't think that matters because it doesn't matter if they do it at 3 in the afternoon. The only difference is... The news crews weren't there, but they, they're still on C-SPAN like the whole time. Right. But I mean, I feel like that's 
pretty intentional. It was like intentional. They, you know, and, and to do that means you're trying to be subversive. Nothing. What's about the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost goes to bed after a certain time. Chaffetz <laughs> knows all about that being from Utah. He knew so, exactly when well, the Holy Ghost went to You know, to in bed. the state of Utah, they just fucking close the doors and don't tell anyone what they're saying behind those closed doors. You can't do that in Washington, really. It's, it's a lot more difficult. I'd almost to do that. rather not know because I feel so cheated that, like, no, I want to know. I want to know what's coming down the well, pipe. No, it, I think not it's that, important. But just that it happened at one in the morning. But even, but even some of that stuff, Trump's like, "Whoa, you fuckers are a little trigger happy there. You should probably try to do this a little less uh, openly." <laughs> like, even I'm not that dumb, uh, you know. Just in different ways. I, I'm just really curious. We're really going to see in the first year. The direction this is headed, if, if Trump's really going to be that insane and go along with all these fucking crazies. Like the wall. If that happens, and, and chances are usually this happens anyway. If you have a matched Congress and matched president, usually that midterm election, it will flip and Congress will, will probably switch over to be a more democratic Congress. Um, I think a lot of that will depend on what they do in this first year and how much of what they do in this first year takes effect right away. So that's the other thing that people forget. So the Affordable Care Act was passed eight years ago, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Right when Obama took office in his first first year of office, I think, is when he, when he pushed this thing through. Or maybe it was the, the end of the second year. Uh, the Affordable Care Act gets passed. Most of the provisions didn't start kicking in until the last year or two. Some of that was because of Republican amendments, um, but some of it was just because it takes that long to get stuff through. Yeah, and there's some things like like the penalty, right? So we've known there was going to be a penalty for not having insurance for a long time, right? That was a big deal. Like you started having to report it on your taxes, and now there's actually a penalty coming, and the steep penalty, guess when it comes? This year, guess who's not in office and doesn't have a campaign to run? Obama. So it's that kind of shit that will really change. So some of those bad things are going to hit. And then you have the, you know, the Republicans in Congress stripping out shit like the uh, pre-existing condition stuff. Which is horrible. Absolutely, terribly horrible. Because then all that happens is those people... They're not gonna, they're not gonna be like, oh, well, if I don't have insurance, then I just won't be sick. They'll just wait. They'll put off their care longer. Then they end up in our ERs and we end up paying for them because the people can't afford it. And that's when you get a $500 aspirin. Yep. So bringing it back to Utah, uh, the inauguration. So it is <laughs> interesting shit. Uh, it's going to be one of the worst attended. Uh, in paying history. people. The, Sorry, yeah, they're they're paying people. Um, I'm, it, I mean, you see stuff like Mormon Tabernacle Tabernacle Choir is going to be there. Um, someone has quit the quit the choir as a result. We talked about that. Um, what's that other group? The Piano Guys. Yeah. What, what's their names? Is that what they're called? The Piano Guys. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. What they're, they're they're going out there. Um, now look. In the real world, that's kind of, that's exposure that you can't fucking get anywhere else. It is huge to do something like that at an inauguration. 
Um, so it's. So it's a, I really admire the people who chose to step away from it. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more about that stuff, um, you know, you can watch the news. Um, I'm a big fan of the Left Show. They talk a lot about some of that stuff. Um, I'll send you to another podcast for for more of that because it's not as Utah centric. Um, but it's still talking about the the inauguration and how it it's affecting people in Utah because yeah. you've got Utahns who are actual Trump supporters, and uh, then supposedly you've got, all of Utah. No, well, no, and then half. you've got Utahns who were just uh, enough to what's his name, uh, Mc- Evan McMullen. Yes. Who are McMullen supporters who voted for McMullen, who essentially voted, ended up being a vote for Trump because there wasn't enough to, 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 to make that vote count. You know, then you've got your, well, I voted for Hillary because I couldn't vote for Trump, but I didn't. And then you've got your actual Hillary. I mean, everybody, you've probably got three quarters of the state, let's be honest, not happy about this, but. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. But face, but fa- on the face, they're pretending like it's fine because they're Republican and they should be supporting their Republican candidate. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a rough time in in Utah. Again, I think it's going to take a few years before we see. Well, I don't effects. mean that. I just mean emotionally, it's been difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. The loss. Not if, necessarily. I think if you have a vagina, if your skin's any color other than pale white, uh, I think you you're having a hard time with it. If you're um, not straight, yeah. If you if you prefer something other than one single heterosexual life mate that you're you not are Christian, married to uh, in a Christian church, um, and you only have sex with missionary guy on top, like. Anything outside of those norms, you're you're probably not super happy. Even though, you know, our new president has not always been faithful in his marriages. Well, he also pays hookers to piss on beds, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Winner. But I can see how the you know religious what? got behind him and supported him. You know what, him. though? I've, I've, I, the real point of bringing that up is Jason Chaffetz is a total dickwad. Uh, and he's from he's, Utah. How he's on <laughs> the ethics committee is fucking beyond me it is mind-boggling how that dirtbag has gotten to the position that he has uh and it's really really shitty that he's there it's not like orrin hatch being on you know the committees that he's in in, in the senate well i think I, it's i think orrin it's hatch a, tries to do good for the state and i think jason chaffetz is just an ass he is a dirtbag that's supposed to be looking at other dirtbags like just he's not. the dirtiest of dirt bags, and he's one of your local representatives, folks. So enjoy. You that. voted for him. Well, someone did. He's not in my district, but we yeah. rep- we elected a really fucking dumbass woman for a second term. So we won't talk about that. All right, with us today we have a uh, a gentleman that we actually met at the Utah Halloween Expo, uh, David West, who is a local Utah author. How are you, David? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> We're happy to have you, and we had a wonderful time at the Halloween Expo. I just think I'd like to throw that out there. You got to be right next to the stinky hippies. I did. I was next to the pumpkin guys. They were on the yeah. other oh, side. The hippies side. were that across the aisle for, from you. Constantly yeah. riding their bikes Dancing through. and oh, playing the bongo. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of tried to block that from my memory that because go out. I got so sick of their reggae versions of uh, different songs. Yeah, I don't even understand why they were there. 
I mean, at first I was like, oh, look, it's a cool way to do costumes for Halloween. And then I'm like, no, I think they just dress like that. <laughs> yeah. I think they just emptied the park downtown and were getting people <laughs> to fill space. But by the third day <laughs> when they were wearing the same costumes, I kind of figured they were costumes and they were probably, they should have washed them between because it's just clothes. Sounds like Comic-Con. I... I I'm sorry, guys. I tried to block that. <laughs> we brought up this. brought memories. it back. Bringing those painful Going back memories to psychiatrist back after this one. <laughs> so you were at the Halloween Expo, and you've got some other stuff coming up. But uh, let's talk about let's talk about you first before we start talking about your your actual work and why you were at that expo. Have you always lived in Utah. Were you born here? I was born here, but I probably spent all my youth in Montana. Whoa. My parents moved us up there when I was just a kid. Montana's a really big state. Yeah. What part of Montana? I Well, 5 to 12, I was close to Custer Battlefield and the Res. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think was, Utah and Montana might be two of the very few states you can get away with saying <laughs> What, the Res? Yeah. No? Yeah. I saw Arizona. Wyoming. I, I said the of the few. Like the Idaho. Basically, anything <laughs> west of the Mississippi that isn't California, Washington, or or uh, Oregon. So, 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 little side note: my great grandfather was the government liaison in Montana for the Indian tribe. Uh, so he was the one that the government would send out to talk to them, mm-hmm. and then he'd go back and relay messages. So he brokered the shit deals. Probably is what you're saying. So your grandfather was a piece my great of shit. grandfather. Your great grandfather. So it would have been turned that that a been more distant. Yeah, late yeah. 19 or oh, early 19. That is not a story I tell people. Yeah, let me tell you. My uh, my father, he was part of the Confederacy. <laughs> he was high up in the ranks. He fought for for the South. Oh, like, that's Jed. not that's not something to be proud of, Jeremy. I'm just saying. Uh, it's Montana. <laughs> it is interesting, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, Montana. I grew up in Wyoming, so I I feel the distance between people and things. Yeah, we we measured everything in distance. Hours. Uh, that'll take about an hour to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like growing up, it was unfathomable to go to the next town over. Which I I was fortunate enough to grow up, you know, in Green River, Wyoming. Rock Springs is. I've, I've been to Green River. Yeah, Rock Springs is like. 10 miles, 15 miles away from Green River. Like, it's it's literally a 10-minute drive. But I couldn't... Fa- like, going to Rock Springs was a huge deal to, to drive the car to Rock mm-hmm. Springs. And I'm like, I, I drive longer than that to go downtown now on I, a regular basis. I totally relate because I was in Coal Strip, which was essentially Springfield from The Simpsons. Everything <laughs> was a big power plant. It was a big coal power plant. And everything was in that town, my comic shop. And we would have to drive to Billings, which would be our capital city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's how yeah. I felt. When I was 12, we moved to western Montana, which is the pretty side. <laughs> the Yellowstone side. It yeah. is actually a lot more beautiful. It's kind of like western Wyoming. Montana. It we, has a, an ugly side and a pretty side. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an ugly side. It's an ugly state with a pretty corner. <laughs> Everyone's True. like, oh, Wyoming, it's so beautiful. You must have loved growing up there. I'm like, have you been to Yellowstone? I said, I said where have you been in Wyoming? Yellowstone. Yeah. That's why Jackson. you think that. Because yeah. that's a beautiful, beautiful area of the world. An, uh, an anomaly, a seventh wonder. That's yeah. that's not depicative of the rest of the state. Come down to the plateaus <laughs> in the southern plains of Wyoming. Although I really like it like. when you come up over the hill and you see the windmills from Utah into oh, Wyoming. Madison. I really like those windmills. I, I'm obsessed with windmills. Yeah, there's some down in uh, 
There's some down to in, Iowa. in Price Canyon, Spanish Fork Canyon. We'll talk Chris about is going that. to Ohio. That's kind of close. Not really. No. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> they uh, both start with vowels, vowels and have four letters in them. Yeah. And, and, uh, Iowa, and then vowels too. Iowa is a lot more like Nebraska or South Dakota or North Dakota or Montana. Very yes. flat. Lots of corn. Lots of corn. Lots of <laughs> corn. backwoods country pieces of shit. You know, That's where like I grew up, remember? Like corn. That's right. <laughs> so, okay. So, moving right along. From here, yeah. I'm so, back David's to David. Like, you know, I am in the room. <laughs> We're supposed to be interviewing me. So, you, you, you grow up in Montana. What brings you to, to Utah and to Salt Lake? Uh, friends and family. I have a lot of people down here. So, I moved here after I graduated, get some work with a brother in law. I used to do construction. I built. I've lost track of how many churches I've built in the area. <laughs> I've lost it. How many? And track you know, I've always dabbled in writing, and eventually it was like, uh, I should try harder at this to get published. <laughs> <laughs> worked at it, worked at it, got published. That's awesome. Now, were you self-published, or did you get picked up by a major label? Or I got picked up a by major a minor label. label? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I my first novel I sent out. One place said it was great, but they weren't sure. Another place made me wait for like six months just to tell me no. And then I got mad and I edited it, sent it out a couple hours later, and the third place picked me up. So it's just a smaller local publisher, but eh, they got me into the Walmarts, Barnes & Nobles, and Borders. Remember Borders? I do remember I do. Borders. I loved Borders. What about I did all my first book signings. And what about Hastings? Gone. Was the Hastings time still? Or I, was that I didn't pre-debut? actually go sign at any of the Hastings. So it was still. Are they all gone now too? Oh, they're all gone. gone. Yeah, they're all gone. They're all they're in the malls mostly, weren't they? Yeah, a lot of them were. A lot of them were. So, um, tell us about what you write. Uh, What was your first novel? Uh, My first novel was Heroes of the Fallen. It was action adventure, sword and sorcery, based on weird historical stuff in America. And I liked looking up weird things that. You know, stuff that can't be explained. Have you guys heard any of that giant stuff that's on uh, History Channel, that kind of stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Hidden America. I love searching for that because I'm into history. And pretty much anything I do is I got some inspiration from history somewhere. You so know, whether you, it's horror, whether it's action, sci-fi. Your books take real hor- historical events or people. Oh, yeah. I love put, to put a them. twist on them, right? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, who else were we talking to that did that? We were at the Halloween Expo. Oh, it was the... No, 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 no. It was the British lady, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, so there was another author there that we talked Tracy. to. Uh, Tracy Wolf? Uh, Rolfs. Rolfs. Yeah. Um, and she said the same thing. So she does kind of a similar style to J.K. Rowling, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that, that uh, pseudo-high fantasy, but a lot of it stooped in, in history. And she's an English author. And so she kind of said she did a lot of that stuff, too. Yeah, I I just love to think about the what ifs, and then I love to put the pulp fictiony flavor on it. So I mean, I I grew up on comics. I learned to read on comics, so I like to have that action drama. That's what I was going to ask: is where did you where did you find your love for sci-fi? Uh, probably comics. Comics. What comics did you read? Anything uh, and everything, or did you have some specific? I read a little bit of everything. I I probably lean more Marvel, but uh, I read a bit of everything. Got a lot of Batman, a lot of Conan the Barbarian, Hellboy, G.I. <laughs> Joe, X-Men. He-Man. I didn't really get into He-Man. The He-Man comics. I had a few. 
I saw the cartoons. Yeah, but the not cartoon the was a big, big thing for me growing up. I love that cartoon. Um, I had a She-Ra. That's He-Man's sister. I know who she is. I had. Always dubious. She was on that. this big, and I used to make her Barbie's like baby because she was too small to actually. Be well, you know, I have that. Barbie. I have that She-Ra in there, right? The collectible one from no. Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. No. I'll have to show it to you. Why is it not in here? Because it's in an un, it's on an unopened sealed package, the so? like box I just box. Want to spoil it? So put it out here. Well, it's in there because I don't give a shit about Shira, and yeah. someone brought it back for me from Comic Con, and I'm like, well, it's it's cool, I guess. Stick it in a box, and maybe someday it'll be worth something because it is collectible. <laughs> uh, I have a Batman too signed. I think I've seen Batman. Yeah, there's a She-Ra in there, too. Uh, so, enough about She-Ra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never enough about She-Ra. <laughs> uh, so, are, are you still being published by a publisher? Are you doing self-publishing now? I try to have lots of fingers and lots of pies. So, I've got some Pie. standard publishing contracts going, and then I'm delving into doing some self-publishing just because I can do it my way and make a little more. So that's been nice to try and have the best of both worlds. We call it being a hybrid author. And so you're an author full-time now. You don't have a regular day job? No, I still have the day job. I'm working at uh, Provo Canyon Behavioral Hospital. It's a psych hospital. Oh, wow. You could draw some pretty good <laughs> stuff say, from there. On for some occasion, of your <laughs> I'll get inspired by somebody's ramblings. But. It's probably not as crazy as it is on TV. Not really. At least not no. from my experience working in a hospital. Because no, they're generally so drugged up. They're crazy as... That's kept... Yeah, that, a lot of people go for a ride on the Ativan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I'm just sorry. I'm just looking at Jess's little <laughs> cheat card here because I was just kind of just kind of curious. Well, you're skipping around. You were asking in order. I I want to know, and this is my question, so I'm going to ask it. Good. I want to know what kind of books you read if you have time to read ever. Oh, I always make time to read. I I love a lot of fantasy, and because I've been leaning more towards more westerns lately, I've been p- picking up westerns to check out what people have been doing uh, the guy that wrote forrest gump just wrote one called el paso and i really liked that hmm. do you think that that will kind of move toward future writings of your own uh well that's what i'm pushing lately is is my weird westerns <laughs> so i've got porter rockwell because you guys know who that oh, is oh we all know of who porter is. rockwell is so uh my newest one is going to be kind of a porter rockwell tarantino style book <laughs> that's awesome so I'm having fun with that and doing the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have so many any aspirations to have any of those turned into movies? I wouldn't mind, but I'm not going to write the screenplay right now. I'm too busy just writing novels. Do you see them in your head that way? <laughs> I do, and I even have soundtracks in my head because I I'll go and get something from the good, the bad, the ugly, and then. Something else that I like, like the Sisters of Mercy, and just kind of mix. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, um, oh, I love the Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> do you have any bestsellers? I mean, you always hear about uh, my last collection, Cold Slither, and other horrors of the Weird West. I got to number one in Western horror on Amazon. 
Oh, that's cool. So that was cool. Yeah. That's a pretty nice niche category, Western It horror. is. In December, I did a promotion, and I ended up with five books in the top 20, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the way to do it. People that's are awesome. like, is there anybody else that even writes that? Well, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> people that write it. There are, there are a million authors 20 other out people there. that write it, and I'm in the top. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it felt good to have 25% of the top yeah. 20. But so, see, yeah. that's a that's a Western I can get behind. I read s- some Westerns, like I read Louis Amour stuff when I was younger, and it's just not my bag, but I think I could get into that kind of a Western. Well, maybe that's, Western. maybe that's the next book you should try, because he hasn't gotten a book that's really... They kept him reading. He's like, yeah, I'm going to start reading again. And then like a chapter or two later, he's yeah, over there playing Candy like- Crush or something. <laughs> the, problem is, the problem is the books that I like, I'm I'm a huge fantasy fan. So like R.A. Salvatore is, is one of my favorite authors. But it takes so damn long to get going sometimes. And his books are a lot better than others. But like, like you take, um, uh, what's the Game of Thrones? Yeah. You know, books are great. But holy crap, it takes like an it takes like ten chapters before you really give a shit and you want to actually read the rest of it. I, I've read those and I I like Tyrion and so that's what kind of kept me going because I had to oh crap, another Daenerys chapter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It took me a while to like her. I didn't like her till the very end of the first book. Yeah. one of my favorite uh I'm just gonna talk about me. I don't care about you apparently all right <laughs> like one of my favorite authors who is a, a, a juvenile slash young adult author is uh, brian jocks who writes fantasy um but it's all rodents so like it's the moss flower and Redwall series that he's written and so it's all like mice and badgers and weasels and they're fighting with swords and they have little forts and crap it's, it's like the secret of nim it's great. It's fantastic stuff, but they're all little creatures. So. That thing gave me nightmares when I was a kid, by the I way. That. I love that Scared movie. the hell out of me. The, what are those? The Skeksis? Uh, that's the dark, dark crystal. crystal. Oh, that's the dark crystal. That's right. What are Does the everyone ones? in the room What's corrects this? you? Secret Shut name. up. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying it's to remember. the little mouse and the farmer's going to yeah, destroy there. Yeah, but I'm trying there. to remember. There's, a, there's another thing, too, though. I don't know. Watership down. Bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the what's your favorite thing you've written? It's always the next thing. Always the next thing. It's always the next. Do thing. you write something and you're just like move on to the next one and just don't care anymore? Or? No, I care because I have to think about telling people about it because that's something that was hard for me to discover as a writer. Is like, oh, I have to tell people I exist. Yeah, I have to self-promote myself. I can't you just do. pretend. You like, do. It's I can't like, just write it's the same, it. It's the same as any little indie band that's trying to be out there. They've got to spread the word. So I've got to spread the word. So when you put up a book on Amazon, you just, you're just done with it. And you're like, here, it'll just sell. Don't worry about it. Uh, I used to do it. that. <laughs> I used to do that. And I'd tell my friends and there'd be a blip of sales on Amazon and then it could flatline. And that's when I started going, oh. I need to actually try to tell people <laughs> that I want them to buy this. So, so on the 24th, Scavengers is out. My woo-hoo. Tarantino-esque Porter Rockwell is going to be 99 cents for a week. That's when you on should Amazon? grab the Kindle. On yes. the 24th. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Take notes. Take notes. I got a Kindle over here somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so I actually prefer to so, read on it's the It's a 99 cent for that first Five six days to try and drum up some promo. Then it'll go up to two ninety nine. You know, and, you know the, the paperback will be which like is fourteen. Still not 
Yeah. It's cheap. I'm I'm hoping, and you know, I'm trying to make it my biggest launch yet. You know, that's the way to do it, though. Like, even if you look at if you look at really successful apps on the App Store, they start as either free or ninety nine cents. Yeah, and it's that teaser. Get well, a taste. And they, yeah, they get a huge following. They get a bunch of reviews, and then all of a sudden, bam, they've got. Well, Angry Birds started out free. Yeah, yeah, that was a free app, and then you could buy the up the. It was also a uh, it was also a college project. Yep. Let's do, a, so a lot fun. of college projects started like that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Have you ever seen? A lot seen of things in Utah started as a college project. Or multi-level marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same same thing. Same we used thing. to do uh, Kickstarter segments, and most of those were like BYU students. My favorite, <laughs> the invisible shirt. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, that was the most horrible thing ever. <laughs> we'll send you the it link. It was a tank top, but it was the Flesh most colored. awful it was like a flesh colored tank, tank top, top instead of wearing a normal and it was shirt. an invisible shirt and it was like you could see it under whose flesh was that color and they Did had this poor this poor African no, American it. woman wearing one <laughs> that's like my flesh tone trying to say that it's this flesh colored like invisible <sighs> I felt so bad for him it was very frustrating the comments were horrible. insane it was the comments were so brutal never read the comments oh no that's my favorite thing to read like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to Instagram and find one of the ads for like McDonald's or Ford and just read comments because they will make you laugh so hard. Do you read your review? I assume you get reviews on yeah, yeah whatever read Google them? reads and yeah, Amazon I, I, and stuff. I, I read most of them and then sometimes I'll pull out the bad ones and go, hey. <laughs> you, you don't ever beat yourself up over the bad ones, do you? I try, I try to have a good spirit about it because authors, anybody creative has got to have a thick skin. And so it's like I look at it and go, uh, they hate me. What do they like? Oh, okay. I feel pretty good about this. Yeah. Oh, wait. They hate everyone. I just went. And or marked. they like <laughs> stupid stuff. So that I'm, I'm okay with that. Or they randomly picked up my book and this isn't anything that they've ever liked ever before in their whole life. Uh, there was one, uh, the left review, the one star review in my first book. And I'm like, why did she ever pick why this up? Why did she read it? <laughs> Probably suggested a gift, probably. <laughs> it's possible but then you got to go out of your way to do a review yeah it's like, like you a, really have to go out of your way to do that if it <laughs> well was. it's almost like people have to be motivated that they really love it or they really hate it it's yeah. like Trump usually really hate yeah for, I think for most businesses they get the really hate <laughs> we got that's some, true we got some weird review from some guy who wasn't even our customer who just like railed on the guy that I work with about how bad his service was when we like it was not bad service, and he wasn't even our customer. It was like he was dealing with someone else. I'm like, why did you even bother? Now we have this crappy review sitting out there for no reason. So you were saying when, when you first got here before we started recording that um, at the Halloween Expo you did very well with your books. Yeah, that was a good market for all my horror related books. So how 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 did how did that do, and how did that boost, and how did that help by being at the Halloween Expo? Uh, it was nice to just be able to interact with a new audience. You know, probably some of the people that didn't want to bother with the crowds at Comic Con, and were just so they found all of us in the back corner. Yeah, it's a good spot. <laughs> I was a little worried the first day, but it, it was fine. So you have some you have some more events coming up. Tell us about those. Uh, LTUE is the weekend after Valentine's, and that's going to be a sci fi fantasy writers conference in Provo. It's, a, it's the 16th, 17th, and 18th. On the 16th, that's a Thursday, uh-huh. I'm on so many panels. I'm just one after another, one after that's another. Cool. What, is, what does that stand for, LTU? It's Life, the Universe, and Everything. It's from a Douglas Adams yes, quote. It yes, is. it is. It's, it's, Hitchhiker's, <laughs> it's Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah. 
That's over there. So that, that's that's a good con for meeting writers. So you can have a booth there, and I'm not gonna bother. I, I I'll be doing the book signing, but I'm not gonna bother with the you booth. Have an actual I like being able to just hang with everybody there and come and you know, go. Not worry about a booth. I'll, be tied I'll to have a booth. a booth at Fan X, which is you know March 17th or so. And 18th. Do you typically do you typically sit with all the other authors, or do you try yeah. to put yourself so so you're over by Crazy Shadow Mountain booth? Uh, <laughs> you try not to be <laughs> Shadow Mountain. Um, so let me ask you: You're not, not going to go to him into spe- saying something. Bad. Speaking of, I'll say it. I'll say it. I, I don't hate those guys, but I find this interesting. So, anytime I go to a panel and there is a Shadow Mountain author, I can think of three or four of them in particular. When I, you guys can't see this uh, that are listening uh, wherever you're at, but uh, when I go in, there's like seven or eight books lined up in front of them. Like you can't even see them behind their books. And they're like, I'm an author. This is what I write. I'm going to do a giveaway of a bookmark at the end. So, and everyone loves is free shit. Is the Fang lady a Shadow Mountain author? Which one? Fang? The lady that always has the vampire fangs in on the panels. I really is that, doubt That's it. not Brie to Spain, is it? No. I can't think of her name. I really like her and I'm hoping she's not. I like her. I don't know. <laughs> really, I really doubt it. No. <laughs> she just, she just has those cheap, you know, like, like cheap plastic dollar store things. And she talks with the men and she does a pretty decent job. Like it's surprising <laughs> for someone that's on a panel and talking. Like, I got serious doubts that that'd be a shadow mountain. Really. So, do you, I like her. She's on a lot of, uh, a lot of the panels that Sean. So, do, I mean, do you do that? Do you, do you stick, you know, all of your published works up on a, no, I used to just, know, side I'll table bring and, one. I'll bring one. Whatever you're I'll trying just to be like, hey, good job. Yeah, good job. Not all. Good job. That's but you do, pimp, you do pimp yourself before yeah, you start talking. I good. feel bad about it, but it's something no, I'm getting used you to. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You're on the panel. This is what I always tell to people. So, Josh, uh, who's, who's a, a co host, um, you know, he'll get up on panels and he's got, you know, he gets up on panels about uh, game design and board game design. Well, he's successfully published several board games. He successfully sold and kickstarted and and put together. He's he's been a member of you know the board game design guild. Or he'll sit on comic book panels. He's co-authored you know comic books, and he worked at a you know at a comic shop for like freaking six million years. <laughs> but he doesn't say any of that. And so when you're in a panel and you're sitting with you know Tracy Hickman, God of Dungeons and Dragons, and everyone's drooling over the guy, if you don't present like where you come from then people don't put any clout behind like, what you why say. is this guy up here so no you i mean I, I feel like it's your it's your bio like i'm up here and th- this is why i i try to be personable <laughs> <laughs> i think you should try and speak out of turn as much as i will possible too. I, I will from the, now on then i, I will do that from now on i will absolutely do that from <laughs> now on <laughs> keep doing that Talk we're coming to your time. panels to make sure that you do yeah <laughs> we will now, be watching you for the I night will, I, I, just a sec. All right. This, no, you're this speaking LTUE out of turn. You don't say just LTUE, a sec. This LTUE one. All right. Thursday, I'm all day on one. On Friday, they've only got me on one panel. And it's one that I signed up for as a joke. The Sexy Women of Sci-Fi. I thought <laughs> I was going to be talking about Red Sonia. And it's supposed to be about other authors. So, so is this all? Is it all all authors? This is an entire, you know. It's uh, predominantly literary. authors. There's a couple other creatives there. Because I mean, Deanna Troy was pretty hot. 
Uh, it doesn't have celebrities like Comic Con. Yeah. It's more writer centric. No, no, but I'm just saying, if you want to talk about sexy women of sci fi, Deanna Troy was pretty hot. I, I know. <laughs> but. <laughs> what about Uhura? Yeah, I, I got to meet too. both of them at the Boise Comic Con. That was cool. Really? Nice. Yeah, it was so small that I was able to just mingle. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's always nice when you can do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk about women authors and i'm like oh that wasn't what i thought i signed up for <laughs> so I, I had another author friend jessica day george she messaged me and she's like you better do that right <laughs> okay but that, that secretly that means you got to put my picture up on screen you got to tell people I'm she sexy. gave me a list <laughs> <laughs> well see she was helpful well who was the joke with was it was it with her or no, just she, in general oh I, I didn't realize i seriously thought it was going to be about covers well i mean you could bring some covers and show people some covers it's your panel they might not be happy with once it starts they can't stop (laughs) you may never come back but once your microphone could be turned off so you've got ltue that's uh what what are the dates again uh february 16th 17th and 18th so you have your book release this this month the 24th 24th uh here in wow just a week uh and then we'll mention it again next week for you um and uh, are that. you doing any, any any signings, any launches anywhere? I'm doing mostly an online launch. Online I'm going to be signing books come these other things. Okay. Because it's like I thought about hitting up some of the local places, and I have to admit I've been a little lazy at organizing that yet. <laughs> we would That's have never okay. guessed that about That's you. Okay. So then after FTUE, what is it? Is it FanX next? FanX. And then uh, I got invited to Seattle Comic Con. I went last year. And oh. Don't know if I'll make it, but... Did you have a booth there, or did you do panels there? Or just, uh, just panels. They they invited me and a couple of my other Utah friends. That's in, like, what, a month or, like, the beginning of March? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually before FanX. Yeah. yeah. Then FanX, and then there's another one coming up in June, and then I got invited to Snake River Comic Con, I think up in Pocatello. And I'm <laughs> like, sweet. I didn't know they had one, but I'll go. <laughs> that's close. There's, like, 500 people that go there. It's funny. Some of these smaller ones, I clean up better. So. Well, yeah. Because, well, the thing is, is is there's more time. So when you go to a, a con, like what what Comic-Con here in Salt Lake has become or San Diego Comic-Con, there's so many people and so many vendors that it's it's hard to have a personal interaction a lot of the times. Like you've got, you know, even in a small little booth, you've got 10 people in front of you at any given time and being able to actually talk to them entice them to buy your book have a conversation with them where they go oh hey well i'll buy these Uh, that's hard to do that's hard to do in that kind of environment so the smaller ones it makes total sense to me that you can get in there and sell stuff yeah i think i've heard uh, good things about the cheyenne comic-con like that so i think that's Mm -hmm. something i'd want to look into for this year. they get a lot of horror actors there do they really yes so that'd probably be a pretty good (laughs) place for you no but i um Sometimes go on the websites to see who's going to be because <laughs> I'm nerdy like that. <laughs> no one would have ever guessed you're nerdy. And somebody got announced at Cheyenne that I was hoping would be here, but they only went to Cheyenne, so I don't remember who it was. Well, someone stupid. from American Horror Story, probably. <laughs> well, I'm sure, wanna... Cheyenne, I'm sure Cheyenne pulls a bunch of people from Denver. Oh, maybe. Because it's pretty, I mean, it's like an hour away, so... An hour? Yeah, it's really close. It's only like an hour away. See, I wanted to go because they were going to have Sam Jones from uh, Flash Gordon there. Flash! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, David, we have one more thing to ask you. We ask everyone, since you listen, you already know the question, but... Um, you live Wait, did in Utah? we talk about his upcoming promotion? We did. We talked about his book on the 24th, 99 cents awesome. on Amazon. Just making sure. You Just following up. You 99 cents, then two ninety nine. Yeah, no, it's 99 cents. Go buy it the first week. Help him launch his book successfully. Uh, even if you don't like... Then buy it again at two ninety nine, so he makes more money. <laughs> even if you don't like uh, Porter Rockwell, um, Quentin Tarantino-esque <laughs> stuff, it's a buck. It's 99 cents. Go support a local author. Um, and then you might right. actually like it. And is this one? This one's self-published, right? This one is. Yeah, it's because I'm starting to dip my finger into the so trying help, that out. Help encourage him to continue to dip his finger in the self-publishing pool. Spend the dollar. I appreciate that. Boost the book. Read it. And if you don't like it, eh, don't read it. Complain. You if you don't, don't like it, it don't say anything. Just do what up. I do. Quit you halfway probably, through. You probably <laughs> wasted more on your stupid coffee that you bought from. Somebody. I guarantee you wasted more on your stupid coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you wasted more on your coffee if you pay two ninety nine for his book. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Unless you went to McDonald's, I guess. Uh, okay, so you live in Utah. <laughs> yep, uh, by choice. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, when I left, I've gone back and forth between Utah, Montana, L.A., then back here. So, what's the one thing you would tell someone that's visiting the state uh, that they have to do before they leave? Oh boy, if they get a chance, I really think people need to go out in the middle of nowhere and just experience some of our desert. I love going out in the desert. It's it's something I can't quite explain how it calls to me, but I love going out to the slick rock and stuff out in the San Rafael swell. Is that cowboy author in you? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> the old West <laughs> desert. I I love you know Arches is great too, but there's always lots of tourists. But uh, can't swing off those no more. Nah, you shouldn't have ever. <laughs> <laughs> you ever go out to the sand dunes? Yeah, that's always. I've, fun. I've camped out there. That was cold. Not on Easter it's weekend, cold. I hope. No. <laughs> that is like Easter weekend at the dunes. That is that is drunk dumbass paradise. <laughs> yeah. It is it turns into a giant like freaking RV city and it's nothing but dirt bikes and ATVs going up dunes and I if you go up there you just get to watch people flip down the hill cuz they try to go up hills that are too steep. And always people get injured and there ain't nothing there service-wise. Like it's a long way to a hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, David, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, hey, thanks for having me. You can get David West's new book uh, starting January 24th on Amazon. Um, how do they find it? Amazon, David J. West. It's called okay. Scavengers, Scavengers, a Porter Rockwell Adventure. Okay. And how, how else can they find you? Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter. I'm just starting to dip into Instagram, too. And What's your Twitter handle? Uh, David, bottom slash J. West. You, Bottom slash. So I didn't know what I was doing when I started Twitter aren't in 2009. It's called an underscore, Mr. Aren't, writer Man. Yeah, aren't you an writer? A writer? Oh, I mean, man. It's totally ruined my credit. Yeah, the, gra <laughs> the grammar Nazi is attacking the writer. That's crazy. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, David. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. I think that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, yeah. Thank you, David. Yeah, thanks, thanks to uh, David West uh, for joining us. That was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, his book, again, uh, it will be out January 24th on Amazon. Go look it up. It's David J. West. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is. Oh. Savages. Savages, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a Porter Rockwell 
Quentin Tarantino-esque story. Uh, so check him out. Uh, and get out and do some Utah shit during Sundance. You know, go see something. Go to a restaurant. Enjoy and yourself. if you're going to go up to Park City, use a shuttle or carpool because it's hell up there. And, like, parking is, like, $25. Unless you go at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> but, but if you do go while it's snowing, just go ahead and drive as fast as you can past a snowplow. <laughs> past snow a snowplow. <laughs> and if you just kind of clip them on your way, I think that works out well. No, really. Right Don't drive like an idiot. Uh, Everybody you, be safe. You can uh, find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Uh Jeremy and Jess like to use the Twitter quite a bit. The Twitters. Um, the tweets. You can find us on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. Uh, we, you should really follow us, uh, like our page, follow us on Twitter, uh, share our posts. Don't be afraid of that share um, button. Yeah, the share button, the, the share button, especially for the episodes, really helps us. Um, but follow us, even if you don't want to share our shit, because you're somewhat embarrassed that you listen to me talk. We get it. Um, we I, know. I understand. I get it. You don't want anyone to know. But we do post a lot of shit. We give away a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, we have uh, 10 tickets that we're going to be giving away to Wizarding Days, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So <laughs> if you, if you, and that's where we're going to give most of that stuff away. Uh, so follow us. Uh, and you can always look at the blog. We always try to put up, you know, our guests. Uh, what would you do? What would you tell someone to do in Utah? Jess does an amazing job. It's the new Utah uh, at WordPress. The new Utah.wordpress.com. Yes. I, I don't Every I single remember. time she yeah. watches you and she really, smiles. And we she really says, just yes. need to put it on our own domain, which we have. We're right. just lazy. Because uh, I, I, it's really me that's it's lazy. It's you because you're the pod administrator. Uh, cause it's, Let's face it, Jess is the least lazy of the four of us. No one's disputing that. No. Nope. I get to be the most lazy because I don't do anything but sing. Uh. Anyway, I'm going to go do some editing and then uh, I'll be lazy. Bye.